Hello everybody, my name is Grace Emhoff, and I am a part of Source of Strength here at George Fox University. Source of Strength is committed to proactively teaching adolescents and young adults about health. More importantly, eight aspects of how to be healthy. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a pioneer in the recovery community, Pam Pierce. Pam works to support young people with drug and alcohol prevention, education, access to youth support resources, and peer-to-peer encouragement, so young people can live above the influences that don't support being the best person they can be. Pam's impact on prevention and awareness landscape in Oregon has also taken her to the national level, where she holds positions with facing addiction. Most recently, Pam co-founded the Oregon Recovery High School Initiative, a diverse coalition of recovery advocates, educators, health, health system professionals, and business leaders committed to launching a recovery high school for students impacted by substance disorders. Thank you so much for listening, and here's my interview with Pam. Welcome, Pat, Pam, to the Social Strength Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome. My first question for you is, because we're doing the You Belong campaign at Vox right now, uh, where do you find belonging in your life? Um, I, I identify, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, uh, I'm a person in long-term recovery, Um, from drug and alcohol use and I've been in recovery for 25 years and I guess my I find my sense of belonging in authentic experiences and I I guess a lot of that has to do with being in recovery I identify and feel part it's tribal and so you know any person that I meet that um I guess is in a similar life experience, um, suffering, you know, and, um, hope and knowing that hope and healing are possible. Um, I, I feel I belong to those groups. Um, I have a hard time as I described talking about surface things. I don't like to talk about the weather. Um, I like to get into it with people, um, because I find, my strength there. And I hope that, you know, the, the people that I'm sharing that time and that space with, uh, also feels that the power of being together and belonging actually. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting that you say that I was talking to a friend the other day and I was talking about how, when I talk to people, small talk, I always leave those interactions or those situations or those events feeling super drained but when I was at, what is that, my semester, my first semester of college, I was talking about real things um, and, like, you know, real, what Jesus was actually doing in my life and, and the crappy things were happening in my life and the good things were happening in my life. And I felt more fulfilled than I ever have, which was really interesting because I would consider myself an introvert, but that was more of an extroverted tendency. Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It is exhausting. <laughs> you know, to talk, to talk about stuff like that. And sometimes it's necessary. Um, but I can only do it for a short amount of time. And then I quickly jump into the deep end. 
I wonder how Fox News can relate to that. I don't know. Um, I think it's, 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 you know, we all find our, this, you know, close community differently. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting to find out. Okay. My next question is how do you encourage others to feel like they belong? First of all, by including people, by inviting people, by going out of my way to make sure that people know that something exists. And I, I describe how I do it as I go after the one, that one person who I guess maybe never gets invited or people just assume that everyone knows that they're welcome. And that's not true. Uh, human beings are designed to be in relationship with each, with each other and to be able to connect. <clears throat> and so we have to make efforts uh, to go out of our way to make sure that people understand that they are included and people have to take risks. You have to risk being told no. Um, the risks are worth it. Uh, it, it. My dad used to say no guts, no glory. And when, when we, when we put ourselves out there, we, we risk being rejected, but it's worth it's worth those rejections, those few rejections. And I mean, I, again, using the tools of recovery, I have gone out of my way almost to my detriment sometimes because it's exhausting, but I want to make sure every single person knows that they're welcome, that they're part of it. Um, because again, well, it's risk both ways. It's risk for the person inviting, but it's also risk for the person accepting, but the risk is always worth it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's, it's effort. You have to take, you have to go out of your way to identify people in different, um, in different groups, um, who you think would never want to be included Nine times out of 10, you'll be amazed how many people will say yes to an invitation. Um, it's, it's, it's important. It's important that people get asked and never assume that someone, well, they would never want to. More often than not, it's not true. They do want to be included. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I didn't ask you this in my little um, email, but I do have a question. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. But how do you find the courage or bounce back from being rejected or any of that in these situations where you are um, reaching out to someone um, for an event or because you like them and you want to be friends with them or you want to make them feel like they belong? Being able to talk about it with somebody, if, if you do get rejected, if someone says no or perhaps not even in a nice way, they'll tell you why they're saying no. You have to remember it it is not a person. It's not more often than not. It's not personal. That person is not saying no to you because of you. They're saying no because of a thousand different things. And so if, if I'm told no, or it makes me uncomfortable and I feel rejected, I have a group of people that I belong to that I can share what just happened. And again, it's a, it's a part of a group that they'll say to me, Pam, how many times have you been told yes? 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're right. You're right. So it's, and again, I think as humans, we tend to focus on the, the nose and we need to be reminded of how many yeses you've had. Mm-hmm. And, and the minute someone can turn my thoughts to Pam, how many yeses have you had? You're, it's like, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's also interesting. Those no's, I have been blessed to be able to see how many, so often those no's come through, come through a different door. Mm-hmm. And it's an even better, just, it's a better blessing. Cause it's like, wow. And so the no's are just something we have to, we have to shed that it, 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 it's not personal, even though it feels personal, but to be able to share it with another and have them remind you how many yeses have you had? Shake it off. It's not, you know, we don't, we don't know what that person is experiencing. It may not be the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I think just finding the courage to be able to ask people, regardless of what the answer is, you're planting seeds. Mm-hmm. You may not be the person that they say yes to, but you absolutely planted a seed and those seeds are very important. That's why community, if we're talking about the context of, you know, faith in Jesus, right. um, a, a community to spur you on is super important because I know how it feels like I'm assuming you do too. When you're rejected so much or when you just went trying, uh, it can feel exhausting. It, it, yeah, absolutely. And again, if you're, if we're t- talking about how Jesus works, there, there will always be those situations. I, I always say God does not live in guilt, shame, or fear. And when those three come at us, mm-hmm. and because that's, those are the, actually, those are, you know, fear is the, the first thing that will jump in and say, you don't invite them. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to say yes to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, God, if, if that's placed on your heart, he wants you to ask. And regardless of the answer, he, he may want just, to, it may be the beginning of the process and he just wants that seed planted. It's like, we don't know, mm-hmm. you know, but if it's placed on our heart, <clears throat> we absolutely need to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we're talking about how people, how we want people to belong, but sometimes they can reject our invitation. So my next question is kind of, similar to that is what are some barriers that people can have when they try to find belonging and how have you advised them or how do you overcome your personal barriers or other people's barriers like advise them to overcome their barriers a quote that that popped into my head um and it's so true sometimes it's scary Mm -hmm. to do something whether it's new or it's um, out of your comfort zone or you've rehearsed in your head why the, why it's going to go bad. Sometimes you have to do it anyways. You have to do it. And it, it's things get placed on our heart. And we're all, this is the way I describe it, we're all kind of pieces of a puzzle. And we fit together, but we each have a piece and sometimes people just need to be encouraged that you just have to do it. And the worst thing that, that will happen is the answer will be no. So what? Because the answer, if you don't ask, is, is for sure a no. And so it's just encouraging each other. 
just sometimes, well, actually, I mean, especially when you're young, it all seems scary because when you're young, you so badly want to be able to, to belong to a group, to a school, to any type of community. And we have to encourage each other. Someone has to go first. Yeah. Someone has to go first. And, you know, it's like, why not you? And not to assume, you know, to help and support each other to don't assume anything. Don't assume the person already knows it doesn't matter. And, and always to re- kind of put yourself in that position. If someone were to ask you, what are the things that would hold you back? <clears throat> what are the things that, how would you, how would you respond? And so it, I, I like to be able to do that too. When a situation happens, I'm like, I said no, cause I was tired. You know, it had nothing to do with the person. Um, so just kind of to be able to flip the scenario so that you identify, you empathize with what the person on the other end is experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have to encourage each other to do it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my last question is about our eight aspects of health and source of strength. So um, do you have any encouragement for the students about our eight aspects of health or belonging and our eight aspects of health for a reminder for you and also for all the listeners is physical health, mental health, generosity, family support, positive friendships, medical access, mentors, healthy activities, and and spirituality. All are very, very important. When you're young, there are three things that are incredibly important. To breathe, sleep, and water. (laughs) And only, you know, only through experience and wisdom do you start to realize I'm in a terrible mood and I, I'm distraught because I didn't sleep last night. And so my response to everything is going to be negative. My view of the world is going to be negative. Um, in recovery, we call it halt. You're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And those are very real things. And, and to be able to share that just a very simple message with each other. If a person is in a bad mood, um, getting helping, are you hungry? Do you want something to eat? It's taking care of the basic needs because our worldview is determined on how we feel inside. And again, it's to, to be able to walk alongside someone, um, you know, being part of a community, whether it's your family, asking your sister or a sibling, will you go with me? And not being scared to ask that. And if you're the sibling being asked and your brother says to you, I don't want to go. And if you say to him, why? Well, no reason. Would you like me to go with you? <laughs> you know, cause that will, it's like, wait, what? And it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's a new, it's a new experience to be able to share that space um, with your friend or a family member. Because uh, chances are when someone says no, it's feel, fear, guilt, or shame. They don't want to be exposed or they feel like they're not good enough. And I mean, most human beings don't feel like we're good enough. Mm-hmm. When it's it just... But um, I think sources of strength does a really good job in building up 
the positive attributes yeah. so that you, you you can identify with more people. Yeah. Um, we're designed not to look like each other on purpose. And there, you know, there's a method to that madness, mm-hmm. but for some reason we, we tend to look at it in a negative way and it's not, it's not a negative thing. You're designed this way for a reason yeah. and on purpose. But again, it's taking care of our basic needs especially in times when it's stressful, like what we're experiencing right now. Sleep, water, and breathing is imperative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of college students can feel like we have a million things going on with work and friends and our futures and class and that. And so just reminding ourselves of those basic necessities of life is really important. And, I mean, using what we're experiencing right now as an example everyone is experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And so when we have those days where it feels unique, like it's happening to me to be able to reach out to a, your friends or family or any sort of community and say, I'm exhausted. I, what is happening? Yeah. And again, another trick we use in recovery and it's biblical confessing to another, mm. like, I don't feel well. And it's like the more we can talk about it, the freer we become. It doesn't hold us hostage in our head when we can say it to another. And, you know, and if we're the people that those thoughts are being shared with, they're not asking for an answer. They're just asking to be heard. And so, you know, being a friend and not trying to fix it for people unless they ask, can you help me? Yeah. And then tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, Pam. Your wisdom is super important. It is. Keep doing what you're doing. It's all important. Very important. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Wasn't that a great conversation with Pam, friends? We're so thankful for you listening to the podcast today. Uh, If you would like to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at GFU Strong. That will be the best way to connect with us. Also, Sources of Strength um, here at George Fox is having a little party, which is going to be super fun, on March 30th in Hoover. Uh, We'd love for you all to come. It's going to be on in the second floor of Hoover. And more information to come. Also, check out our Instagram for more information about that party. Thank you guys all for listening. We appreciate you. Okay, have a great week.